Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome everybody to another edition of Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. I am sorry for keeping you all waiting. Uh, It's a combination of Tony Khan's uh, press briefing with AEW running long. Steph and I were both on the call uh, representing our outlet. So work is work. Uh, You're not SP3. I know that much. (laughs) What is going on? Um, But yes, sorry for that. And then obviously I had to get my kids to bed. You know, all that boring family stuff. Dad stuff. (laughs) Yeah, dad stuff. Uh, But nonetheless... Thank you for bearing with us, the guys that have joined us tonight. Uh, It pains me to start on this dour note, but I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't address uh, the untimely passing of Daphne Unger, which we saw happen today. She obviously put a very troubled and distressing video on social media last night, which um, had everybody worried. Uh, And it's broke today. Shimmer were the ones to pass along the news that unfortunately... Daphne did pass away. Um, Steph, I saw a nice tribute from you on Twitter. I just don't know if you'd like to relay that for all the good eggs here at Wrestling Daily of uh, how how great and influential she was in her day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Heartbreaking news today. Uh, Daphne, everyone uh, knows how much I, I loved WCW and started watching wrestling through WCW, and that was where I first saw Daphne. Uh, she was so, so unique. Um, and she uh, did a great storyline with David Flair, something that was extremely mm-hmm. memorable. Um, and also, you know, I've I've said many times I was a goth kid, so you can only imagine how much I loved her look and presentation and just everything about her that I was really drawn to. And, you know, she took that role in in WCW and then ended up having a great wrestling career outside of that, which included working for TNA. And yeah, she was one of those people that if you watched her, whether it be on WCW or, or anywhere else, she was unforgettable. Um, very, very different, um, unique and just brought a lot to the game and, and really multi-talented as well. Yeah, it's I mean, the video was awful to see yesterday. Um you know, I, I know people that struggle with depression and stuff like that. And, you know, I don't know the ins and outs or didn't know Daphne personally either. But to see someone struggling that bad was terrible. Very, very sad to see all of that play out. And then obviously 
the longer today went, I said this to Steph before we came on air, it, I just had a bad feeling that nobody had kind of been able to get to her. And that's what makes it the saddest to me. It's just so sad that she couldn't be saved. Terrible that such a young life has to go to, well, not to waste. She, you know, she lived a, a very great life, as we saw in the spotlight, but at the same time, it came to a close far too soon. Um, my message to anyone watching this or affected by that death or anything like it, it's just to always talk. It's never too late. There's already someone that will listen to you. People love you more than you probably appreciate or realize sometimes. Um, and I've said this, my DMs will always remain open on Twitter for that very reason. And I do get some shit in my DMs, trust me. Um, wrestling scoops that people are after or otherwise. But I keep them open for that very reason. People who might just want to have a distraction or some company or take their mind off anything, unload, whatever it might be. If you're in that dark place, please do reach out to me or anyone else close to you. I really hate the thought of anybody feeling like there is no other option. So um, I feel like tie a bow on that and say rest in peace to Daphne Younger. And we wish all the best to her family and friends. I felt like it was important to address that at the top of the show. So our thoughts, and I'm sure everyone I can speak for in the chat here as well, are with her family. Moving along on Thursday's Wrestling Daily. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. As you can see, the lovely, the vivacious Steph Chase is alongside me, coughing. Uh, coughing. I need it. I need it. <laughs> you know, very good save. Um Thank you so much for joining us, Steph. It's all out week. Miss Dynamite Lady Rampage is always busy on these yeah. weeks. Uh, do you want to tell the fine fellows what they've missed and what they need to see? Yeah, what they've missed. Um, on Monday, I talked about Rampage, talked about um, Preview Dynamite, talked about the news that has come out about Dan O'Brien, some stuff that Tony Khan had said over the weekend. Uh, then on Tuesday, I was joined by SP3 for a really fun show where we did a retro review of All In and SP3 was there at All In. So he had really a lot to say and a really great like perspective of being there live. So we talked all about the show and kind of our feelings of what was going on in the wrestling world at the time. Um, so that was awesome. Um, and then last night, Wednesday, uh, before Dynamite, I went about two hours with Benno talking about CM Punk. Um, that's what I'm really proud of. And I know he is too. Benno has been following CM Punk's career since Ring of Honor message board days um, uh. before he before he got his first load of ring of honor dvds so uh he's you know punk is his favorite wrestler and he was the best person to talk about punk too he he knows absolutely everything so it was kind of like going through punk's career but also like personal memories of punk you know all that kind of thing there was lots of people in the chat telling us their kind of personal memories of punk mm. and how they got into punk and that was really really cool so it was seeing punk past present future we also talked about him in AEW and what we want um coming up tonight aw weekly's on at 10 30 p.m so about an hour and a half after this finishes and then i'm really excited because on friday i'll be doing an all-out preview show on my youtube channel where i'll be joined by john pollock and alex that's you know so much. cool i am mm. a fan of john pollock uh so i'm so honored that he's coming to talk to me and i think that's going to be a really really good one and don't forget if you're in london hooked on wrestling all-out party on sunday with me the host of the most, Steph Chase. She's everywhere. You should right come, now. Alex. Come to the party. 
on Sunday. Yeah. Mm. That's not a bad call. I mean, I've got work the next day, which is a terrible call, but I should come to the party. <laughs> you uh, should come I, to the party. What a, yeah, I, I like that. I'll be like, I know Steph Chase, so <laughs> let me in. Yeah. yeah, you know, I know her. Come on, let me in. Um, yeah, I, I mean, listen, I love the content you do on AEW pay-per-view weeks. Uh, and I think John Pollock is an excellent get. Um, I had him on Talk Wrestling before. And again, mm-hmm. when I got him on, it was because I was a fan of him. But then he was also great on it as well. So, yeah. um Double the whammy. Uh, I'm such so. a big fan of him. It's so it's it's so cool. He's he's probably like the my first kind of listening to wrestling audio came with listening to the law, and I would listen to that. But John was the one that I liked the most. So then I started listening yeah. to all his content and followed him ever since. So it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Like a bit of a fangirl moment maybe, but I'm very excited. I love the way he handles himself too. He's yes. one of my favorite. He's one of my favorite people in this space. So I'm very much Absolutely. looking forward to to that tandem <clears throat> together on Steph Chase's YouTube channel. Make sure you guys check it out. Uh, in this show today, we're going to get into the titular news, which is WWE losing more people apparently, and of course, we will dive into Dynamite last night and mm-hmm. maybe a sneaky preview of the weekend and what we think is going to go down at All Out. Uh, as usual, you can insert yourself into the equation uh, by having an ultra chat. It is wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. You can have a hot take for the hot take queen, the ultra chat machine. You can get that to us and the mod mother will get it on screen. So please do fire away. This isn't the uh, blasphemous period where Satini Angie will say anything to, to rile to ruffle feathers uh, as well. I love the brother. I'm not going to paint him with the Louis Dangor brush. I'm really not. But you can be the one. I want to hear some hot takes on all out on this all out card. It's one heck of a card. Yeah, it is a card, and I love the way that you basically provoked Tony Carr into going through all of it, which was great. (laughs) Yes, indeed, indeed. And for anyone, well, I'm sure people didn't hear because it wasn't being streamed. But my question to my question to Tony on the conference call which they let me kick off first <laughs> um, was just how uh, about how difficult it was to put the card um, together, not just pick what is the main event, but how you order a card that has these matches like world title match, return of CM Punk, tag team title match, Chris Jericho's career on the line. Like how do you order that and make sure everyone feels happy and taken care of with their place on the card? Because I think it's going to be really interesting to see what the order is. Um, yeah. on Sunday and then also looking towards you've got stuff like Arthur Ashe coming up we know they're going to be doing all these big um, special shows TV shows so how do you decide what goes on all out and what goes to something like a, an Arthur Ashe yeah and as Tony said you get a stack roster like they have and you yeah. can do what you want you can basically yeah. do whatever and it's never boring um, very very good um, yeah as a shock says here I don't know if anyone would, is countering this uh take but i may disagree with what louis hot takes i mean i disagree with virtually all of them um but he does have a right to have them of course he does i saw it's his Twitter, gimmick actually. now it's it, he's made it a gimmick now i know i feel like he goes out of his way sometimes to garner engagement right on twitter like some of the takes that he has but i do um i did see today that he did bemoan some of the reactions that he gets um well, you know and again i I don't encourage anything 
over the top or anything that crosses the line. Um, but I don't know. Sometimes you play stupid games, you get stupid prizes. He I don't want him to. Uh, yeah. On Twitter. You see, you should. Yeah. We should have never been telling him these takes were hot. Oh. <laughs> I mean, my advice would just be don't say everything that comes to your mind because every day he just has, you know, I think this, and I think that, and I think, yeah. Um, you have to expect that people will respond, but I do hope that people keep it clean because I honestly believe yes, Louis means course. well. Like, you know what I mean? I, I don't think um, he does it to stir the pot per se. So bless Louis and his uh, wrestling daily roots, we'll call them. Let's get into the titular news tonight. Uh, of course, it is Dave Meltzer reporting that some NXT veterans may be on the chopping block uh, for WWE. Now, that could be interpreted as Dave Meltzer just reading between the lines rather than he knows, because, of yeah. course, we know that NXT is rebranding Literally, we've seen the new logo and there's a, a lot of talk about, you know, Dave, Dave and uh, Ryan Alvarez have said that Vince and Bruce Pitchard are basically taking over NXT. And to a degree, I think they're probably right in terms of, you know, the brand, where it sits, marketing, things that Vince kind of had a hand in anyway. Mm-hmm. I still find it hard to believe that Vince and Bruce are now going to be writing NXT TV. That I'm not so sure about. Um, I, I don't know. Nick Khan as well said that the new vision of NXT would be under the guise of Triple H. So is Triple H just taking, you know, military orders from Vince McMahon of how it's going to look? Or does he have a degree of autonomy? It's very hard to really get into. But... What they have said here is that some of the veterans look like they are on the chopping block. And if they, if you again, if you were to read between the lines, Steph, who who's the first people you think of when you think NXT veterans? Gargano, Gargano, Champa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, but I think NXT veterans can also mean some people. Um, that have just been in the system a long time that hasn't that yes. haven't really taken off um, too, uh, so it doesn't necessarily mean like Gargano and Champa per se. Um, however, with everything that's going on with NXT, I know like Nick Khan said, you know Triple H still involved in everything, but I mean everything's been taken away from the man, and even like the reporting itself, he just it's it's at the part where I feel sorry for him, you know like like reading this about McMahon and, and Pritchard coming in. Uh, and it is kind of like, I almost, almost, almost feel sorry for him because he, he definitely did a great job with it early on. And then I think that things, things were changed, not his choice that then led mm-hmm. us to where we are now, which is bad, but um, I don't, I, I wouldn't want to ever speculate on people being released, but I will say that nothing would ever surprise me with WWE now um, as far as who they release. And when it comes to NXT, this whole fresh coat of paint that they're doing where their logo looks like they took that a little bit too literally, like this paint splash. Like, I know yeah. people will say Nickelodeon, but I think Art Attack, you know, um, who created that? Uh, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if there's some people where they just think like our vision of NXT is not these people that have been around for a long time. It's these young people. So um, thank you for your time. But you're going to have to go, especially if you're someone that has made it clear that you don't want to be on the main roster and you want to stay there. I.e. Champa. 
Um, yeah. I mean, that that's the thing. I, I look at NXT, and if the new edict is bigger, younger, I'm sorry, that's literally the Greener. exact opposite. Yeah, it's literally the exact opposite of what Gargano and Champa are, or pretty much yeah. a lot of the recruitment has been. I mean, by that notion, you wouldn't have recruited Adam Cole in the first place, which seems yeah. mental. Um, but that seems to be the direction WWE are going in. I want to read in a minute an excerpt from Meltzer, what he was saying on the direction of the program. But I, I, I said this yesterday, and I'll expand on it a little bit. NXT between 2015, 16 to 19, it to me is like a glory period of wrestling. I loved that promotion. Same as Raw from like mm, 98 to 2004, 2005. Again, to me, I mean, I would, I could even centralize that to like 2002, but eh, the three years after is still good. Um, and AEW now is my favorite promotion to watch in the world yes. it's, just, it's just it's just like that is my taste in wrestling it's a little window into anyone of what i like those three promotions i would characterize as my favorite periods of watching wrestling so to see nxt kind of degenerate to what it is or is becoming it's very sad and, and i think it started long before where we are now with the move to usa which is obviously inspired by vince mcmahon and it's the same thing, and I've seen these parallels drawn by many people. It's the same thing as when Shane McMahon had a great idea for ECW. And then Vince said, hmm, but we can make money out of this. We can put it on a network television. And that's where it starts to go wrong because he gets his fingerprints on it and it yes. can't be what it was. It can't be what people fell in love with. It has to be his vision of WWE. And that's the problem. And he also... so. And this is actually something I, I'm going to like say the same thing as I said last night um, when I was talking about CM Punk with, uh, with Benno. We were talking about um, like the Nexus angle and stuff like that. And I basically said that. So remember when uh, we had this great storyline where there was something going on between Stephanie and Kurt Angle. And then yeah. Triple H was allegedly like, we can't do this because no one would ever leave me for Kurt Angle. <laughs> like, and, and he objected to that. So I was saying that the way that this is like how Vince feels about anything that's like, yeah, a WWE kind of invasion or something separate. Like you have a great mm. idea, like Nexus or something. And Vince is like, yeah, but, but no one would, it's not believable that anyone would be against WWE or an yeah. alternative to WWE. And I think he felt the same way about the ECW brand. And I think NXT, the way it took off, he feels that same way too. He's like, this would be better though if it was just WWE and he's missing the point of what NXT did very well was basically tricking a lot of people into thinking that it wasn't WWE when it was yeah. but like I like openly like tricking them so that all the people that are now watching AEW back when NXT was hot before AEW existed were saying like this is the best wrestling show this is a pure wrestling show like this is the wrestling I want all that sort of stuff and almost like you know, forgetting that it was under the WWE umbrella. But Vince has to come along and say, what would make this better though? Because it's not believable that something good would be kind of outside WWE is to just make it another WWE show. And I think that sadly, especially when it went to USA Network, I felt at that time, 
and I was there for that debut that like the writing was on the wall and Triple H was was you know standing there trying to be like nothing will change nothing's going to change about NXT like I remember that was one of the questions I asked him you know are we still going to get the, the NXT that we fell in love with in the network he's like absolutely it will be the same it's just going to be on USA Network and that mm. no it, that just wasn't sustainable uh, sustainable When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I, I mean, I agree with all of that. I, I think Vince looked at, particularly ACW, if we're going to dial it back here, Obviously, yeah. the DVD made money. One Night Stand is one of my favorite pay-per-views ever, the first one. Yes. Um, yeah. And it's literally, he's looking at it like, oh, okay, it's money. But then he just milks it. for. He doesn't have a vision of what could be anything outside of his realm of wrestling, right? Yes. Like, to, to him, that's the tippy top. And, and I can forgive him for thinking that way, right? Because it's been that way for however, whoever, however long now. Um but still, he has a penchant for ruining things. Shane McMahon's original vision was ECW would be like a web-based relaunch. Yeah. Meaning WWE could do whatever the hell they wanted. You could have had it as extreme as before because you've got nobody, no networks, no Vince McMahon even, to chime in and say, no, you can't do that or there's a limit on this, whatever. Yeah. It could have been a cult phenomenon that you could have charged people to come back and watch. And, and people, then they got yeah. the opposite. <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> because right? then, it got dictated by sci-fi that put zombies on it. Mm, debut. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, it's ridiculous when you think about it like that. But in Vincent's mind, he's like, oh, well, I've monetized it with a network, year deals, whatever. It's another revenue stream. He's not interested in what could be. He's interested in what is. And I think, 
um, for ECW at that point, I think Shane McMahon had a great idea, which I know in the post-Raw Underground world is hard for people to digest. But at that point, he really did because the online thing and streaming your own content per se and then charging, like this is before Patreons and Netflix yeah. and all stuff like that. It was a great idea. It really was. And he could have made it, uh, if you, you know, say you do it with Heyman, it could have been as magical as the first time around. Yeah, and they would have been they would have been first on something, you know, going into the internet then when it wasn't like the internet is now. They could have been right at the beginning of something really like taking off instead. Now I saw something recently that made me laugh about like WWE um like official podcasts. It's like how late are you on the podcast train WWE you know but when these original ideas of podcasts were bought to WWE by like a Jericho they're like what no what like what's that like they don't get (laughs) in on something um immediately or like take a chance with something that they could have done with Shane's idea of ECW and I'm sure that I'm sure there was a point when Triple H was kind of thinking you know, I'm not saying he was laughing at him, but thinking, oh, Pershing McMahon, look at how it worked out for him. And now <laughs> Triple H seems to be in the same position as the Shane mm. McMahon. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think any of us, because of how wildly entertaining NXT was for a long period of time, believed that would be the case, right? Why yeah. would, you know, what would why what possible problem could Vince have? But as soon as it becomes under his jurisdiction, as all WWE TV deals are, yeah, it's different. It's different. Anyway, let me read what uh, Dave Meltzer had to say about this. Uh, The story that Vince and Bruce will be executive producers, I was told, is not the case. But then again, I don't even know who knows what right now because everything's in transition. Most of the people in NXT don't know anything. But I was told that they, McMahon and Pritchard, pronoun pal, will like the big picture stuff they're taking over. The new logo was from, I had heard, Kevin Dunn. Uh. Oh, but it's from that side. Alvarez says, it's very clear that no one is exactly sure what's going to happen because there were people that said Vince was going to be hands-on. By the way, those people were them who said that two years ago, whatever that means. Uh, Meltzer questioned how much McMahon would be taking over since he's already busy with Raw and SmackDown. That was my first thought. I was like, how Bruce Pritchard is moaning every week on his podcast that he's knackered. And on top of that, they're thinking that he's going to then be on NXT going, oh, well, you know, let's book this, my lord. Anyway, uh, Meltzer then went on to say, I've certainly heard names are on the chopping block. You don't know until it happens, but I've definitely heard names. A lot of guys who've been there for a long time are kind of, those are the names that have been talked about. That was Dave Meltzer's riffing of who may or may not be on the not chopping sure block. I would have said that, Dave, um, just in case any of them were listening. <laughs> Yeah, I mean... Because <laughs> you you kind of can't be more um, obvious with people you're alluding to. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Um, but again, I think it does go back to what you said earlier. I know Aaliyah's meant to be heading to the main roster, but she's somebody yeah. I would have banded in that. She's been in NXT forever. So, yeah. you know, at some point, NXT probably go, hmm, you know, cut our losses with this. It hasn't worked out. I'm not saying they should do that of Aaliyah. I'm just yeah. saying that would be an example. Um yeah, it's a strange I, – I, for, for what it's worth, I remember talking to Triple H nearly two years ago exactly in Cardiff, and I said the exact same thing. You're heading to USA. What's it going to look like? Meltzer is saying Vince is going to be hands-on. And he categorically said Vince is not involved. Categorically. He said marketing, all that stuff, maybe. But in terms of the show, takeovers, that's that's ours, right? 
I don't believe that. I, whatever happens now, and Samoa Joe was pretty clear about this the other week when we talked about, you know, I'd asked him about his scout, scouting role and the alignment between the main roster. Because let's be honest, the recruiting people that they did for NXT, if you, if it's, let's say, let's say, Steph, me and you, we mm. went to NXT New York in 2019. And then yes. <clears throat> I drove us home and I crashed. Right, and then we woke up in this coma. Sorry, Steph, I'm a bad driver. We Shouldn't woke be up in this driving coma. the whole way to London from New York, Alex. No I wonder. mean, that was that was the fundamental problem. Yeah, uh, and then we're in a coma, and we wake up mm. yesterday, and you go, "Well, yeah, let's have a look at this card." Ricochet's probably doing well. No, okay. Uh, oh, Alistair Black must be doing well. What? He's not in the company anymore. Okay, like you go down the list. Shayna Baszler as well, terribly misused, in my opinion. Um, yes. that there is like that you look at, I mean, that was just an example of that card. Even the War Raiders, I would have been sure yeah. they would have been doing more than what they're doing right now. You, again, that's what I'm saying. In my opinion, Triple H had the talent, but it, but obviously the alignment wasn't there because Vincent Mann wasn't getting them in and going, oh, I can't wait to get them onto the main roster. And I think maybe that's the fundamental difference now where Vince is saying, I actually want you to train the people I want on TV. Mm-hmm. And I think that will be the overall different look and probably will lessen the quality of the show, Steph. Yeah, I think that will absolutely lessen the quality. Um, Vince just never uh, seems to want to like take any kind of risks. So these people that were brought up, they could have kept their uh, presentation and momentum, but that doesn't seem to be what he ever wants to do. But Ever. as far as like what the product will look like, it's not. I don't think it's going to be a, a USA Network worthy product anymore. Um, once you, if you're using people that are super green um, and stuff, and I don't even know like how long that that will last. There, I feel like USA Network we're prob- we're sold the mm. third brand of WWE. This green what did product they pay for that yeah. people are hot on? Like that's what they paid for it. They didn't actually pay for a bunch of. of you know, green guys like learning the ropes on television. Not that I'm saying it will be that bad, but you know what I mean? They paid for a product that had a Finn Balor on it and Adam Cole on it um, and people that had name value and were turning in really great matches that everyone was really excited for. Yeah. And uh, I mean, a lot has changed. Velveteen Dream was one of the hottest talents NXT had. He's basically out of wrestling forever, probably. Yeah. Um, It's... It's a very tricky dynamic, but here we are. And anyway, I feel like we've trudged the NXT line enough. Let's talk AEW with Dynamite last night and all out. But before we do, remember, there's over 200 of you watching right now. Thumbs up, subscribe, get all that good stuff in. Help out your good friends here. Be good eggs for the Wrestling Daily community. Help us get to our 15K. We're very, very close to 12.5K. So we're on the road. We're on the road. Um, and also, while you're there, if you have an opinion on anything, anything at all, to be honest, but anything. anything that Steph Steph and I just said, apart from my awful driving, putting us in a coma, uh, join us with Ultra Chats, WrestleTalk.com forward slash Wrestling Daily, and you can have your say on this show. And we're about to talk AEW. I know you're going to have a lot to say about that, guys. We have a huge weekend coming up. So please make sure you get your Ultra Chats in. Uh, I did see someone earlier. I want to address this before I move on. Somebody asked about my thoughts on Till and Brunson this weekend. That will mean nothing to Stephanie. But uh, UFC is going down this 
Saturday in Vegas. There's four Brits on the card, all from Liverpool. Um, so it's wow. going to be, yeah, Darren Till headlines against Derek Brunson. If he wins, probably gets a shot at Asanya. I realise there's not many UFC fans here, so I'll keep this brief. But I do think Till wins. Superior striker. Brunson comes forward a bit too much. If Brunson gets him down, he's got problems. But I think Till is very good at managing the distance and will get the victory. And I'm probably just a bit biased. Anyway, <laughs> moving forward here, uh, let's get into Dynamite. Steph, we kick things off with a hot tag match that many mm-hmm. thought could have been. You know, this is, actually goes back to what you said to Tony Khan earlier. Yes. This could have feasibly been on a pay-per-view. Uh, many actually would argue that it should have been. But I guess FDR, Santana Ortiz, is, is it one all? Now, I think so. Yeah. There has to be a there has to be a decider, does there? Not may not necessarily on pay per view, but Arthur Ashe might make sense for Proud and Powerful. I think Proud and Powerful absolutely need a match on Arthur Ashe, whether it's FTR or against whoever the tag champions are, is kind of up yeah. to debate. Because I do wonder with what happened in the first match with the injury, if um, best out of three was ever the plan, if it was always you know initially a one match plan. I thought this match was very good it was good to see it it was good to see it open the show but it wasn't good to see it open the show either um it's always good to open with a hot tag match they do that very well but i think that there's something about ftr where there's they're so great they're so technically sound they take it really seriously in a way that i truly admire but then Mm -hmm. i also feel like there's something about them where they need a bigger stage to pull out the best match they possibly can. And this being on the opener of a dynamite, it just wasn't at the level that I think these two teams could go at each other. Um, You know, if they were on all out, I think you would have got a better match. And I just think there's something like a, that's something I see kind of often with FTR matches that I don't know if it's their mentality of where they're being placed in the card. And maybe, you know, not being the focal tag team in AEW that kind of leads mm. to this. But I just thought this was good. It was, if this was not a built up tag team match with a storyline involving FTR and Santana and Ortiz, I would have said this is a it's a really, really good dynamite match. But there was just something lacking, I thought, given the people involved. Yeah, I feel like with FTR, and I might be wrong here, but people either like love them mm-hmm. or they're a bit like, eh, they're a bit mad to them. And I've obviously seen their, you know, their work with American Alpha and DIY. Yeah. Like Jesus Christ, they were unbelievable in NXT, and they didn't get the fair shake in the main roster. And even the limited chances they did get on pay per view, I thought they killed. Mm-hmm. And in AEW, I do think they've been good. But I mean, again, this is like Louis Dangle or hyperbole. He thinks literally everything they do is the greatest thing that's ever happened. But like, well, his I, yes, yes, they are. But um, when I don't think they're big match scenarios, and I want to say it was the one with Kenny and Hangman, maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah. That I I didn't think that was that great. I don't know if I'm alone in that, but my expectations coming into that match were not met, and that might be my fault for having them mm-hmm. like up there. Um, and I thought the Bucks was better, but not again. I felt well, I came away from the Bucks FTR match thinking there's more chapters to this that they just haven't yeah. visited yet, and they still can, but it doesn't. You know they're not in a rush. It feels, and it I don't know that match left me a bit wanting. So I feel like 
there's that kind of feeling for me where I really appreciate and think FTR are amazing, but I don't know if they've actually hit the apex of what they can do in AEW yet. That could be fair. It might not. I agree. I don't think they've hit it yet. I really, really like FTR and just admire them as people in general for their seriousness. Um, but they find themselves, it's an interesting situation. They were in a company that did not care about tag teams and they were very vocal saying WWE doesn't care about tag teams and they are so serious about being tag team wrestlers. And now they've joined a company that does care about tag teams. You have a tag team in the EVPs. So there's a heavier focus on great tag team um, wrestling. And then, so in this environment, they've seemed more lost than they have risen to the top uh, mm. of of the division. But yeah, we're still waiting for that blowout, like great FTR match. And I don't think this one was it. Um, but no. I do want to see Santana and Ortiz get something huge in New York, whether it be a rematch or a tag titles match. And I do, um, j- just to hammer home that point, I do think this was good. I enjoyed yeah, watching yeah. it. But I, I think both me and Steph speak from a vantage point of just how great FTR are and what you expect. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like, you know, the third match in this series could be the one where they really do it. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Wasn't the FTR Young Buck match five stars, says Scott Summers? I mean, to one man, that doesn't make it a five star match. Uh, I don't I know. I thought it was how. extremely good, not five stars, but extremely good. Yeah. No, yeah. Again. Yeah. Yes. It, I thought it was their best so far. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I, I. I don't know. Um. I mean, uh, universally, people think Bucks and Kenny and Hangman was the best, right? Yes. Like, and I don't know whether that's again that might play a part in it, where it's a bit like uh, you are. You say that to FD, FDR, by the way, which I have done in an interview, regretfully, and they're like, "Well, it wasn't really a tag match." Because they're like, you know, it was more like two on two, uh, which is fair, I guess. Anyway, um, moving along. Next Love up that. from that was CM Punk. Uh, and he was addressing the AW fans. At least he was until Daniel Garcia and 2.0, everyone's new favorite trio, came down to beat the hometown hero up. They got some heat, brother, brother. Uh, and let me tell you something. He was saved by his adversary, Darby Allen and Sting. Uh Everyone hit finishes, Steph, and then Sting cut a promo, which I actually thought was pretty cool. And Sting saying, look, I mean, not that anyone thought Sting was going to be doing shenanigans at ringside. Like, ah, got your heel, CM Punk. Um, Not that, you know, no one thought that, but I still thought it was cool that he at least uh, paid respect to CM Punk. You know what I mean? Like, and and I've been keen for a CM Punk-Sting interaction anyway. So uh, I thought it did, and it was good to see CM Punk his finish again, to be honest. Yes. Um, I thought this was great. So this is my two of my all-time top five favorite wrestlers in the ring together. Two that have never properly crossed paths, Sting and yeah. CM Punk. Um, I thought CM Punk getting beaten down, I feel, feel like it went a beat too long. However, great recovery of Darby and Sting coming out. It was cool to see him hit the GTS for the first time in seven years. But for me, the best part was Sting's amazing dad promo. I loved it so much. <laughs> he was the he was the dad that was saying, "Look, I respect you. This is going to be a fair fight between you and my son. Uh, we got rid of this riffraff that are trying to ruin things, but I'm not going to do anything on Sunday, even though no one thought that Sting was going to do something. But um, I thought it was really, really good. But Sting stood out to me, and I, I know CM Punk was meant to, but when Sting spoke, my yeah. heart jumped. I loved it so much. 
I mean, I, I've got to say as well, I loved how Darby Allen got straight up in CM Punk's face. Like, yeah. it was just the right amount of intensity. And I thought it yeah. brought out something in Punk as well. Like, it wasn't too much or it wasn't like, you know, it was just the right, like, you know, you, you know, we helped you because there's a healthy respect, but believe yeah. me, it's on kind of thing. I love that. I love that a lot. Um, a we... reminder. Go on. No, carry on. Oh, I was about to say, speaking of things that I love, it's Ultra Chats. So, guys, on the last stretch of this show, please do get them in if you have any thoughts. WrestleTalk.com forward slash Wrestling Daily. Steph, sorry to interrupt. And no worries. I was just going to say, maybe we should talk about the little video of Darby's that aired later on the show now, since we're talking about Darby and Punk. Do it. Um, and just to say, uh, I thought that was really good because any complaints I've seen about this build have just been that there's nothing to it. You know, we're used to CM Punk being this character, like fighting against someone, but this is like a, I like you respect match, but Darby in his video, he, he came out and he really added some venom there by saying you picked me first. Well, that's offensive. You should have picked me last because when you were away, I've been building myself up as one of the most dangerous wrestlers in the world. So mm. I thought that was really cool. That gave an extra edge from Darby's side. And that's really the first time we've seen him speak about it. Nice video as well. But I thought that was a very good little addition to the buildup. Yes, a very good. That's exactly the way to put it. A good addition to the story. Uh, next, we had Orange Cassidy and Jack Evans. But Matt Hardy has a way of making things about him. Uh, Being jumped... on every show ever. I know. Uh, he jumped Orange Cassidy, of course, before this match. But Cassidy would get the victory. Anyway, uh, we've learned now that kind of all the shenanigans here, Steph, are leading to what will be the buy-in match. Uh, because yeah. the women are now on the main show for All Out. Um, did you make much of anything here? No, um, no, <laughs> okay. uh, I, I didn't. I, I, you know, the Matt Hardy's involvement, it's just overdone. There's too, too many people associated him now. Uh, the only way this could turn out well for me is if the bunny and Penelope overthrow him as a like insider job, but yeah, <laughs> kind of done with, with the Matt Hardy stuff, especially when there's so much great other stuff going on. So yeah. It just hasn't hit. I really hate to say that, Matt, because I'm a massive, I'm a yeah, fan of your whole career. But it but hasn't hit. I've got to be honest, brother. Moving forward, we had Jim Ross interviewing Chris Hedeco, uh, who said that... Uh, <laughs> did you like that? Uh, he basically oh, said wonderful. that his, his career's not over, surprise, surprise, ahead of his career being on the line, uh, and he doesn't want it to be... Uh, the, you know, I guess the interesting wrinkle to this story is, by the way, um, rumours have come out that Jim Ross is going to be done announcing. Mm-hmm. He's going to transition into more of an office role. Now, AEW aren't sure on announcers, but the timing of that report and that Jim Ross has actually denied, which maybe even lends more credence to it when you think about it, could Jericho feasibly retire this weekend and take JR's spot? I mean, I'm not you know, saying that is exactly what's going to happen, but you know, coincidences are funny things and the timing is awkward. Um, but yeah, I I thought it was interesting as well that he added at the end that 
it wouldn't be enough because MJF isn't the man or he isn't man enough to take him out. And I was like, well, you know, <laughs> he's beat you a lot. Uh, but yeah, still, Jericho is essentially saying, you can't make me give up. Which again, is it going to be a pass out deal? Is he going to win? Uh, I know what you're thinking here, Steph. You want Jericho to pick up the W, right? Yeah, of course. Um, I think that this, I've really enjoyed this feud so much. Um, I can't see him losing now. And I have to say, as someone who admires his work, I don't want to see him go out like this. Um, Mm. Probably because um, All Out is such a stacked card. And I think that Jericho's last ever match, if that was happening on a card, I'd want it to be the thing that we're focusing on. Um, and right now, you know, we're focusing on CM Punk being here. Um, this promo was really great. I think it would be in his top three promos that he's done in AEW so far. I think he really um, managed to get some real emotion coming out there. JR seemed extremely emotional too, um, like really, which made me wonder about the reports um, about him, you know, as well, like who is really retiring here. But yeah. Great promo, um, really fiery, crowded behind him. Um, I think that his delivery of it, from what I saw on Twitter last night, um, uh, I saw a lot of tweets saying, well, I wasn't sold on it before, but I'm sold on it now. So I think he did really good work there. And then I don't know if we want to discuss MJF at the same time, but he did a very good promo where he just came across like the biggest, nastiest heel in the world. (laughs) And you couldn't possibly be cheering for him right now. Yeah, uh, exactly that. I, I think, um, I mean, uh, it's very plausible that Jim Ross will be done soon. It, that's one way to look at it. You know, he hasn't he hasn't got years and years yes. left, surely. And I think there's a lot of AEW fans that look at JR and think he's a nice bonus. I don't know if he's, like, vital to the chemistry there. I think Excalibur is excellent as the play-by-play yeah. guy. I think Tony is an amazing uh, partner as well who typically is a play-by-play guy, but actually is very good as a partner. Um, I, I like having JR there, but I know there are many that are kind of like, eh. so mm. I guess we'll have to see what, where, where that goes. But Jericho, oh man, I'm not ready for him to be done either. I feel like yeah. he's got stories left. Um, the promo was great. I, I don't know if I love MJF getting a load of victories to then lose the last one. I mean, it all depends, right? How the story's crafted. We don't know right now how it's all going to play out. Um, but either way, MJF's moving upwards. That was the goal of the rivalry to begin yeah. with, and I feel like he has been elevated. Yeah. So I really, I really can't, you know, pick too many holes in it. This is me going out of my way to do so. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I, I'm very much looking forward to seeing how it plays out. Sunday. Jericho has a really great history of delivering in big match situations. So yeah. I'm assuming with his career on the line. There's going to be some theatrics, uh, and I'm very excited about it. Uh, Moving forward. Theatrics. In wrestling, Steph, of course. Uh, Oh, dear. Uh, Brian Cage and Powerhouse Hobbs met in the battle of the biggest bastards you could imagine. Um, A lot of muscle in that ring. Um, Listen, Hook was out there making distractions. Hook was. He was. Hook was out there. He's very distracting. That's right. Uh, he's very, very, 
<laughs> I'm sure he is, Steph. I'm sure he is. Uh, but yeah, it, I mean, basically, there, there was this. And then after the match, we had QT Marshall and the factory with Paul White. Now, Paul mm-hmm. White is normally the man to turn, but he was the turned on on this occasion. Billy Gunn getting heel turns out of nowhere with, uh, you know, the guns. I don't even know what they're called. The gun squad, the gun, gun family. Club. I don't know. Gun, gun club. club. Uh, it, <laughs> so anyway, Billy blasted big tall Paul with a steel chair to the hip. His surgically repaired hip. He got it. Uh, and then, yeah, QT Marshall re-entered the ring and dropped him with, uh, well, essentially as the RKO diamond cutter. Um, and that was it. He gets the heat coming into Sunday. So I guess uh, the thing to ask here, Steph, is what did you make of Hobbs and Cage? And -hmm. what do you make of Billy Gunn's shocking heel turn? Nobody could have seen coming because he's hardly ever on TV. Uh, But what did you make of the whole thing? Uh, Hobbs and Cage, very good. I do think Team Taz um, get lost in the shuffle a lot. And their storyline has been going on so long, if you think about it. Um, And it's always... When you see a match like this, Brian Cage versus Powerhouse Hobbs, your your first thought is kind of, oh yeah, the storyline is still going on. But they mm. really managed to pull the crowd back, and it was a good, solid match between two very solid men. Uh, as for the Paul White QT thing, um, I'm not sure people are into this um, really, like buying this QT thing. I'm hoping for a quick match at all out, just because the card is like so huge, and I can't. I want this one to go like. A minute maybe at most um but billy gun i never thought we'd get a billy gun heel turn in 2021 no. i don't think anyone asked for it i don't think it was necessary the interesting thing about billy gun to me had always been out of all the like ex wwe guys and uh shall i say legends he'd been the most like in the background just like plodding along doing his thing with his kids and now all of yeah. a sudden he's like trying to be a main event player here if i did a heel turn on national television uh, so uh very strange i think that they just tried to like really stack the deck against paul white but i honestly think paul white's just gonna knock out qt marshall at the pay-per-view yeah. and maybe someone the else that could knock someone out will come back like an anthony agogo or whatever but i think this is going to be a quick match that they probably already devoted a bit too much tv time to yeah, I would agree. I think it's going to be over like that. Um, yeah, but I, I guess I guess the whole thing here is that making it look like QT Marshall has tricks up his sleeve. I assume that's the goal. Mm. Um, yeah, and, and I will say with I'm glad that Team Taz are picking up W's. Um, Ricky Stark's getting involved as well. Um, I feel like Team Taz need it. They need yeah. some wins. That they've been on the receiving end of a few feuds. Um, not sure what's next for Brian Cage, but yeah. nonetheless, um, who knows if that's over yet? Probably not. Uh, Take Conti and Penelope Ford were next. Now we we saw this not long ago, uh, of course, on the rampage. Um, but no, sorry, we saw the bunny and Conti. Yes. Did we? Uh, yes. My apologies. Yes, um, but yes, I, I guess uh, this match. I think a lot of people thought over-delivered from, from the reactions I saw. Um, although I'm a big take on guy anyway, and I think Penelope Ford is actually vastly underrated. Um, she's had, she, she has shown in some outings that she has it in her locker. Um, but I guess the main thing here is Anna Jay. Uh, the yeah. pop and the reception was very cool. Uh, you know, Jay and Conti as a pair are seemingly beloved. Uh, what did you make of it, Steph? 
so happy to see Anna Jay back. I've missed her a lot. She is great. I can't wait to see her reunite with the Dark Order as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really, really good. I, I thought Who's calling Steph? Someone is calling me. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I thought the match was fine. Um, was it like the best Taekwante match I'd seen? I really, really like uh, Taekwante. Um, Penelope is improving, but I think that Ty is ahead of her um, as far as in-ring goes. But great to see Anna Jay back. It adds an extra name to this Casino Battle Royal, which looks like it's going to be very interesting. Um, so, yeah, that was all good on the women's side. It was a good feel-good feel, feel good segment, which I'm all mm-hmm. for. Um, and then we had the eight-man tag main event, Lucha Bros and Jurassic Express. Of course, um, Lucha Bros had just defeated Jurassic Express to get the shot at the Elite. But here we are with Young Bucks and Carl Anderson, the good brothers, uh, Luke Gallows. And, yeah, there was a steel cage in town ahead of... For those who don't know, it's this same arena that they're going to yeah. run the pay-per-view on Sunday. So the steel cage was already there. Um, the elite get all the heat once again, Steph. They pick up the W, the beatdowns afterwards. Uh, you know, I've seen the, the videos of Tony Khan going mental after the show. Um, I've seen a lot of people kind of say, "I, it's all great when you've got a dominant heel stable, but there has to be like that comeuppance, right? And I know that Kenny yeah. had it against Christian the other week. Yeah, But other than that, the Elite has been remarkably strong. And the question I'm arriving at, does that mean they are going to lose on Sunday? Uh, I don't know that they are. It's so hard to know the psychology of this because you would think the person that gets pinned on the go-home show is the person winning on Mm. the main show, but then the pin came on the Lucha Post side, but then they got beaten down so badly that... It made you think, okay, maybe they are winning. Um, with what you're saying about the elite being so dominant, it's it's totally true. Um, I wouldn't mind if the Young Bucks lose the belt, though I do feel like it should have happened with another tag team that they've been properly feuding with because there hasn't been a like a long like Lucha Bros, you know, feud or or anything like that. Um actually, maybe the team to to have done it with, and this would take going back quite a while in the time machine, would have been um Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. Wow, uh, yeah. Of all the issues that they had. Uh, so it was an interesting ending segment. I liked it. It went on a long time to the point where it seemed like, did Kenny not know when to wrap it up? Because <laughs> it just kept going and going and, and going. I think they showed off the cage really well um, about like how hard it is to get into the cage because it's a really mm. tall cage. So it's gonna, even if you can get in, it's going to take some time before you can actually help anyone or do anything. So... A really good like visual to end it in, but I don't know what's going on here um, as far as like the Lucha Brothers taking such a beating. Yeah, I, I mean to to be clear, I I've enjoyed this incarnation of Young Bucks maybe more than any other. I find mm-hmm. them wildly entertaining, and I love the whole super elite stuff. It's just yeah. kind of like I don't know where. The destination, I guess, is hard to see right now. But maybe the total challengers who do eventually dethrone them aren't in front of us yet. I assume Hangman, whenever he is back and whoever he's going to be facing, whether it's Kenny or part of a tag team, you know, know I've seen the Adam Cole theories. Like, that could be the guy. There is. (laughs) Yeah, there is. Uh, I think... (laughs) 
I mean, I, I could buy Hang- – just judging by the uh, beatdown and the confrontation with the Young Bucks the other mm-hmm. week, I could buy that Hangman is heading towards the tag titles. But then, again, that just delays the eventual story with Kenny. And I, uh, I, I'm I, one of those that don't think you should let it go too much longer. Not that it can't, yeah. just I feel like the time is ripe. Um, anyway, awesome, Steph. Thank you very much. Let's do – since uh, we've got the card in front of us right now. I'm going to run through, and I'm just going to ask you for a quick, quick summary of who is going to win, okay? Okay. Quick predictions. If you have any thoughts, though, feel free. Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, Wheeler Utah, Jurassic Express, with Marco Stunt, uh, against (laughs) the Hardy family office bollocks uh of private party and th2 as long with hardy himself is it a feel good baby face win to kick off the show steph i absolutely hope so yes uh, i'm going for the jurassic express side yes me too now the women's casino battle royale 21 women uh first of all whom is going to be the joker I've seen Ruby Soho is a hot, hot uh, prediction. And who's going to win? Joker, Ruby Soho, um, winner, Thunder Rosa. Ooh, I like it. Thunder Rosa. I mean, just to be clear to those who aren't aware who's in it, Jamie Hayter's in it. It's not a bad mm-hmm. shout. Uh, but again, she's not going to go against Britt Baker. So yeah. probably probably not. Uh, Jade Cargill is there, though. Emmy Sakura, uh, Kira Hogan, Hikaru Shida. I know you haven't seen that much of her. Penelope Ford, Red Velvet, uh, The Bunny, Big Swole, uh, Julia Hart, Tay Conti, Anna J, Rio, Nyla Rose. Man, it's, it's a great lineup, to be frank. Um, I wonder how they're going to do Jade Cargill not winning. That'll probably set her yeah. in. They'll, you know, that'll give her a feud with someone. I don't know who, but that will be one of the main things to look out for in that match. Layla Hirsch in there as well. Um I'm tempted to go with you on Thunder Rosa, but I don't know if they rush to Rosa Baker. Mm. It's a tough one. I just feel like she needs such a strong baby face now that they might. Yeah, I think you're right. And again, people will go wild for that feud. Um, Moxley Kojima. What do you think is going to win that one? Moxley, yeah. Yeah, I mean Satoshi Kojima. I mean, is is this well known that it was meant to be Tanahashi in this spot, but it hasn't worked out? Or I don't know. Like that seemed to be what it looked like was going to be happening, and for whatever mm-hmm. reason, here we are with uh, yeah, no offense to Kojima, <laughs> but he's not Tanahashi. Is here he? we are um, with Kojima. That's how I feel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go. Uh, Moxley gets the dub. Uh, Paul White and Cutie Marshall. Dare I ask? Paul White. I mean, if it isn't, Jesus. Um, Jericho, MJF. You're going Jericho? Jericho. Now, this is a great one. Miro, Eddie Kingston. Miro, because he's so hot right now. Uh, yeah. It's such a run, Miro. Such a great spot, though. Like, such a great opponent for Miro during his reign. Eddie Kingston, again, is like... I've said this to you before, right? Like, him working babyface, I think, is so great because he loses yeah. nothing when he loses but he but his yeah. opponents gain everything it's like the perfect baby face um yeah i'm gonna have to go miro as well if this was in new york i'd be mm, 
I would at least second guess it. Um, Young Bucks, Lucha Bros, are you going Bucks? This one's too hard. Um, I'm going to be safe and go Bucks. Yeah, I think I'm going Bucks too. Uh, Britt Baker and the unbeaten Chris Thatlander. Britt Baker. Yeah, it's Britt Baker. Too you hot don't. Like you don't mess up your hot hand. You really don't. Uh, Kenny Omega and Christian Cage. Of course, the prefix here being Cage has already beaten Omega. And as he keeps saying, I'm in your head, Kenny. I'm in your head. Uh, what do you think? Kenny retains? Kenny. Kenny, yeah. I, I, I think Kenny retains. I think Christian's been given the impact title and he's going to have a great time doing that. But um, Kenny's keeping hold of the main belt. And then it's CM Punk, Darby Allen. My argument here is... CM Punk winning in any fashion will still be a tremendous rub for Darby Allen. Um, I, I think just him being in this match is great. I do. I just feel like the feel good return in Chicago. It has to be Punk, doesn't it? Yeah, Punk for sure. Yeah. Well, there you have it. There you have it, guys. There are our picks here on Wrestling Daily. Thank you for tuning in and bearing with us at the beginning of the show for my silly delays. I'm now going to watch England. I have no idea how they're getting on against Hungary, but I'm about to find out as I eat my dinner. Uh, Steph, before we go, there's obviously about 200, 150 people more than when we did it at the top of the show. Please let them know where to find you in the coming days. Yeah, find me on Twitter at Stephanie M. Chase. Find me here on YouTube, Stephanie Chase Wrestling. Please join me tomorrow in twi- at like a little less than 23 hours, 8 p.m. UK time, and when I'll be live with John Pollock, the John Pollock, doing um, predictions for All Art. So excited about that. And another a little plug to SB3 True Heel Heat on Saturday. We'll have myself and Benno on it, so watch that as well. You and Benno just becoming this little touring tag team. Aren't you? <laughs> Wrestling Daily, True Hill Heat. Huh? We are, we're a tag team. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a really cool intergender tag team then, but no, not really struck to my mind. I can't um, think of a cool one. <laughs> mm, I'll get back on that. Uh, anyway, what I will say is thank you very much for joining us. I'll be back here tomorrow with Andrew Zarian, a guy who has been doing great work with the Matt Men podcast and being affiliated with The Observer in breaking news lately. So it'd be really good to pick his brain. Uh, And then, of course, we're on to All Out Weekend. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us here, Steph. It's always a pleasure for me to sit here with you on a Thursday. And I will see you guys next time on Wrestling Daily. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.